Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. We're two Catholics with PhDs in common sense. Hey, the month of August, we honor and it's devote, we devote ourselves to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Man. This devotion has received new emphasis in this century from the visions given to Sister Lucy dos Santos. She's the oldest of the visionaries of Fatima. In her convent in Tui, Spain, in 1925 and 1926, in the visions, Our Lady asked for the practice of the five first Saturdays to help make amends for the offenses committed against her heart by the blasphemies and ingratitudes of men. So this devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary, it's, it, it basically it has now been re-emphasized as a result of the, of, of the uh, prophecies of Our Lady of Fatima and uh, Sister Lucy dos Santos. Pray for us. Terry, we got hey, a lot man, to we talk got, about. Man, there. we got so much, Jesse. I'm so pumped yep. right now. Yep. You know, let's be honest. The, uh, this Merriam-Webster dictionary changes the definition of female to fit trans ideology. I mean, this we, we knew it was coming, yeah. but it's just brutal. And then, of course, we're going to talk about funerals for suicide victims. We do about 30 or 40 funerals here at our chapel. You and got something to say about that. I do have something to say about that, especially with the families. And uh, we also have, I got some really good news. Bad news, yeah, yesterday we talked about praying for the Kansas voters to reject, you know, the, uh, to reject abortion. And unfortunately, uh, they rejected the pro-life amendment. You know what that makes me? Fight harder, Jesse. I, when I get knocked down, I only have one question. Did you get up? So we got to continue to fight for the unborn. Uh, we got some great news, though, here, Jesse. The appeals court ruled in favor of the Catholic school that fired a counselor living the LGBT lifestyle. So basically the courts are acknowledging that the Catholics have a right to, to, to uh, demand certain type of lifestyle, a Christian lifestyle, when you go to work, which it makes sense. And then the big one, Jesse, Chicago health provider successfully sued for $10 million over no jab, no job policy. And this is the nation's first class action settlement involving COVID shots. And Jess, I, I'm going to predict this is just the first of many that are going to be coming down the pike. And then, Jess, you might have heard this because of our outcry on, the, on Jesus 911. Maybe you covered this, but U.S. school library throws out Harry Potter books fearing they could, could, they could summon evil spirits. And wow. Th- yeah, this is big news. You didn't know that then. Okay. No, no. What happened is this diocese, the priest called exorcists in Rome and in America— and asked them about this book. And, if, and he, the exorcist said, yeah, these are real uh, potions, and so you, you shouldn't have them in your Catholic schools. So this, uh, according to AFP report, the Catholic school in Tennessee removed all of Harry Potter's books from its library as the popular children's novel could not be, could be used to summon evil spirits. So yeah. yes, th- this is big news. All these things, we're yeah, fighting back. We're fighting and, and, back. And, and, it would be it would be just for example if we as Catholics gave uh, a missalette yeah. at public schools and said okay start for first for your first class and yeah. public school everybody has to read this yeah. uh, this is called the order of the mass you have to read this from cover to cover it'll take you about forty five minutes the non Catholic parents would push back say wait a minute those are Catholic prayers. There, there's going to be an effect. If my, if my kid is making the sign of the cross and saying, you know, I believe in God the Father, my, there's going to be some type of effect on his on his intellect, on, right. on, on his on his psyche. Uh, this is going to affect him. No, I don't want him to say those prayers. 
Same thing. Amen. When you read the Harry Potter books, Thank you, Jeff. you're actually reading incantations right. and hexes and curses from witches. Yep. It's going to affect you. You just can't read it like it's a regular book. You are taking in this di the diabolical contents of that book. Just like if you pick up a prayer book and you sit there for an hour, it's going to affect you. Read the Psalms for an hour. It's going to affect you in a good way. Same with the Harry Potter books, Terry. Well said. And Jess, we've got more to say. On, yeah, I've got uh, a couple of things I want to mention, and, too, and, as well. Well, why don't you mention them now before we get to the good news of the gospel, Jeff? Yeah. Uh, Nigeria has become ground zero for violence against Christians. In fact, Nigeria is responsible for 80% of all Christians murdered for their faith worldwide. Wow. 43,000 Nigerian Christians have been brutally slaughtered oh. over the last 12 years. And I dare say there's silence from the Biden administration. Oh, yeah. Uh, they... Uh, they, they they have not they they again uh, with this type of killing happening in Nigeria, uh, we hear silence from the Biden administration and even the silence Terry from from the Holy Father. Bad. Uh, Eighty Christians were were mur were murdered as they worshipped in a church this month in Nigeria. A again, what's happening over there is a Holocaust. Also, the man who wanted to kill. Justice Kavanaugh, yeah. and was arrested near his home. Yeah, and he was charged with attempting to assassinate the justice in June. He had a list with him of three other justices that he wanted to kill. Wow! And so this gunman traveled thousands of miles to Kavanaugh's home with a pistol, ammunition, a knife, and, and stealth gear. At his arrest, he admitted he wanted to kill. He wanted to kill Kavanaugh in part due to the justice's reported plan to vote for the repeal of Roe versus Wade. And in an online chat, the suspect also wrote, quote, I could get at least one Supreme Court justice, which would change the which would change the votes for decades to come. And I am shooting for three. In other words, I'm shooting to wow. kill three. Wow. Yeah. Sick, sick man. This guy works. For another guy working for the, the devil. Amen. Also, this now this is the good news. Yes, I want to hear Biden. It is going to start building part of the Trump wall. <laughs> the Biden administration. I'm sorry, I'm he said, oh, I'm it wasn't effective, I thought. Yeah. He will complete a portion of the border wall in an area of Arizona yeah. that's Yuma, become infamous yeah, yep. for illegal traffic between yep. the U.S. and Mexico. Uh, Senator Mark Kelly, Democrat, announced on Thursday that the Department of Homeland Security had agreed to the move in response to, to his pressuring the White House to secure the vulnerable spot. And the reason Mark Kelly is doing this because he knows his seat is up for grabs. Here's another good news item. Hit me. A new Eucharistic miracle. Yes. I love it. Shortly after the U.S. bishops launched a campaign to deepen Catholics' faith in and the understanding of the sacrament of the Eucharist, a video has gone viral on social media that appears to show a new Eucharistic miracle. A consecrated host exposed for adoration by the faithful seems to beat like a heart. In Guadalajara, the, right? Yeah. The video was recorded July, uh, July 23rd. At Our Lady of the Rosary Parish in the town of, of Sapotlanejo, wow. near Guadalajara, wow. in the state of Mexico, Jalisco. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Hey, Jess, lots of good news, too. I want to make people laugh. First of all, you know what, Jess? We might go into the next segment, but I want to honor someone who have tremendous respect as a professional. Uh, Vin Scully, radio host on the, uh, on the Dodgers for 67 years, passed away last night. And I want to play like a 12-second clip of him and then pray for his eternal rest because this was a man who really 
had class with his Catholic faith and his professional job as a radio host, a teacher, or a commentator for the Dodgers. Let's play the clip. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for joining me on this incredible journey of 67 years of broadcasting Dodger baseball. Jesse, I want to just mention about five years ago when he retired, I went to hear him speak in uh, in Pasadena at the convention center with about 5,000 baseball fans. And after he gave a marvelous talk, a just, you know, beautiful uh, communicator, someone asked him in the Q&A period, said, hey, uh, Mr. Vin- uh, Mr. Skelly, what do you think about this idea that, uh, you know, same-sex marriage, you know, man and a man and a woman and a woman? And uh, he came back and he says, well, actually, I believe in the Bible version that, you know, there's a man and a woman, and that's it. I, that's, how I, that's, I, that's how I see it. And the complete silence of 5,000 people because they didn't know he would say something that politically incorrect. And you know what I did, Jess? I stood up and started <laughs> clapping. Yeah! That a boy! Stand up! And, and so anyhow, a few more people came up and stood up. The point I'm making, this was a man that wasn't afraid to speak about his faith in front of people. And I just want to pray right now. Eternal rest grant unto him, O Lord, and let the perpetual light shine upon him. May he rest in peace. Jesse, wow, one more thing, and then we're going to get to the gospel. Okay. Are you gonna, sit down, Jess, because this is going to make you laugh. And this happens often, folks. We get these letters. This lady writes to us, God love her, and Phyllis says, I'm, eight, I'm pushing 80 years old, and I'm, a, I'm on a fixed income, unable to donate at this time. But when I, big, when I win something big at the lottery, then I'll give something big back to you. She says, I watch and listen to you and Jesse every day. You have my blessing and prayers. Keep up the good work. All right, you ready for the punchline, Jess? She says, I have a spiritual crush on both of you. <laughs> 80-year-old woman. I get that all the time I know. 80-year-old I do. I think it's great. I think it's great. But you know what That's that tells funny. you, Jess? They're looking for leadership in the faith. That's what They're, it is. That's what it is. We got nothing other than, it's not about us. It's about, who, it's about him who we tell people about, Jesus Amen. Christ. Hey, before we get to the gospel, we're going to have to wait and do that at the beginning of the next segment. I want to remind everyone that you know this is the summer months, and if you can support us financially right now, we don't do you know uh, p- uh, telethons. We do it by just saying we need some extra money for the month. Please go to vmpr.org or call us at eight seven seven five two six two one five one. And uh, we appreciate that. When we come back, we're going to cover the gospel. We're going to get into the issue of Webster's Dictionary here through Miriam about dis- about changing the definition of female. And then we're going to get into funerals for suicide victims. We're going to get into the church militant news in the last segment. I'm going to be gone because i got to go take care of some of donors. So we'll come right back with that and much more. And, you know, Jess and I can say this every day. Yep, we can say it every day, and that is we give thee thanks, almighty, all-merciful, and all-loving God for all the blessings that we have received from thy bounty through Christ our Lord. Amen. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. 
how political correctness controls everything. The left controls everything. But before we get into that, yes, yes, let's talk a little bit about talk a little bit about the good news. Yeah, the good news of Jesus Christ, which is His gospel, His Amen. holy gospel. Amen, brother. Matthew chapter fifteen, verses twenty-one to twenty-eight. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put. Uh, I got a good story that's going to uh, make this gospel come alive. Awesome. At that time, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon, and behold, the Canaanite woman of that district came and called out, Have pity on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon. But he did not say a word in answer to her. His disciples came and asked him, Send her away, for she keeps calling out after us. (laughs) He said in reply, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But the woman came and did, and did him homage and saying, Lord, help me. He said in reply, it's not right to take the food of the children and throw it to the dogs. She said, please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the, uh, that, that fall from the table of their masters. Then Jesus said to her in reply, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed from that hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, the context here is, again, this is the world of the Jews and the world of the Gentiles. They were totally separated. The Jews looked at Gentiles like dogs. That's what they called them. That's right. Goim. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so a Gentile woman is, approach, is approaching our Lord Jesus Christ. Her daughter's possessed by a demon and she knows, this Gentile woman knows that Jesus is the Son of God. She knows Jesus is the Messiah. What many Jews don't know and still don't know today, this Gentile woman recognizes. But Jesus is still trying to test her faith. He's not making it easy for her. So he's telling her, well, you know, I, I came to save the Jews, not the Gentiles. You know, that's what he basically came to say. And, uh, and, and she responds, you know, in a, in a very witty fashion, she says, uh, she says, uh, it, it's not, he's, yeah, she said, please, Lord, for even the dogs eat the scraps that fall from the table of their masters. So she's admitting, okay, yeah. I'm a Gentile dog. But you know what? Even some of the scraps that the Jews don't want to eat, I'll, I'll eat them from the floor if that's okay with you. She shows humility. Oh, big time. Jesus looks at her, and look what he says. Mm-hmm. And he, he doesn't say this to many Jewish people. Back in the in the in the in the New Testament, but he says to this Gentile woman, "O woman, great is your faith. Mm-hmm. Let it be done for you as you wish." And her daughter was healed from that hour. So notice what happened: mm-hmm. the woman's daughter was healed from demonic possession by the mom's prayer of supplication and petition to Jesus. That's it. A lot of people say, you know, they think, okay. <clears throat> if my kids diabolically afflicted or possessed, I, I have to take them to the exorcist, and I got to take them to to the diocese and exorcist. And you no, know, a lot of times what you have to do is just mom and dad. You have to start praying in faith, That's right. laying your hands on your kids because you have that authority over them because they're your church. Your kids, lay, yeah, lay your hands on your kids. Yep. And start praying in faith. Amen. Prayers of supplication. Prayers saying, Jesus, my child is being afflicted by a demon. Jesus, I'm begging you. I'm begging you as, your, as, as his father, as his mother. I know you can heal him. 
I'm begging you to heal him. Lift this diabolical affliction, Lord Jesus Christ. You can do anything. We're begging you as his parents right now to set him free and liberate him from this diabolical possession. I'm telling you, you see this over and over again in the Gospels and in church history where people heal their sons and daughters from diabolical possession by mom and dad asking Jesus, not ordering the demon, not, 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 not acting like you know, uh, you know, an exorcist themselves, but by going to Jesus in prayers of supplication and petition. And if you don't believe what I'm saying, it's in today's gospel. And Jesse, I might add one more thing about mom and dad. When you do this, you know, objectively, you need to be in the state of grace. Oh, yeah. So you need to be yeah. going to church, get the confession, mm-hmm. right? You need to be, you need to be uh, you know, pumped up on the faith so that you are living the faith. Because I'll tell you, Jess, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong, if they're not in the state of grace and they're praying for their kid, it's not going to work. Yeah, and I'll give you an example. For people that are into guns, you know, range masters will always tell you, make oh, yeah. sure that when you they, come to the range, make sure you cut your gun is clean. Absolutely. What happens? God, no, guys know that shoot guns. If you don't clean your guns for a long time and you go shoot a dirty gun, oftentimes it'll jam. It's called a stovepipe. The bullet will just jam. Why? Because the barrel's dirty. It's same with the soul. The go. soul is firing off prayers. They're projecting prayers into the cosmos. Yep. If your soul is dirty, your prayers are not going to project. It's a very simple analogy. Well said. Jesse, I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now. All right. Archbishop Full Sheen ahead. Everybody in the world is looking for peace. We know where that peace comes from, Jesus. Here's what Bishop Sheen talks about surrender. He says, as the whole order of the universe rests on surrender of the chemicals to the plants, of the plants to the animals, of the animals to man, so that peace of man comes only in the surrender of self to God. I thought that was so profound for us today, Jesse, because throughout the readings of the gospel this week and over the weekend about surrender, about turning your life over to Jesus Christ and saying, not my will, but his will. And I think that sometimes in our culture right now, uh, the big problem, and this is what some of the spiritual writers have said, the big problem is we don't trust God enough. Yeah. Amen. Terry Matt Walsh. Uh, oh boy, he's, he's a good man. He, he's a, he's a, he's like he's the Catholic. Uh, yeah. The Ben Shapiro. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, he's a Catholic. But yeah, they're buddies. They work for both of them. Work for Daily Wire. They're two young adults. Matt Walsh is a serious Catholic. I think he's a trad Catholic. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a, no surprise. Yeah, good good man. He's uh he's been fighting the culture wars on the issue of transgenderism, and he just put out an article that Merriam-Webster Dictionary, which is used. All over the internet, it's used in every college. Mm-hmm. They've changed the definition of female to fit trans ideology. This is very sad that a respected company like Webster's Merriam Dictionary would cave in to political forces. Here's what Webster's now says about female Quote, Having a gender identity that is the opposite of male. So, Webster's Dictionary is really trying hard to become the premier newspeak provider of the new regime of uh, uh, of wordsmithing, uh, of, of what we would call verbal engineering. Yeah, that's sad. Matt, Matt Walsh says, it was bound to happen. Merriam-Webster has changed its dictionary definition of female to appease the trans activist. Of course. Here's what it, here's, again, it's, it's in their entry B. It says, again, I'll read it again, female. 
having a female, having a gender identity that is opposite of male. So Webster's Dictionary just gave intellect an intellectual argument to the transgender community because when they say, yeah, here's my definition of female, I'll go right to Webster's Dictionary and they agree with me. Again, this is not the classical definition. They just changed it the other day. Uh, and, you know, and they changed it again because they want it to be politically correct. They don't want to get uh, canceled by by big tech, you know, and, and all the other oligarchs that run, the, you know, the, these globalists. But uh, the definition of woman, the classical definition of a woman is an adult female person. You think? That's the classical definition of a woman. Oh, my God. But if a woman, Matt Walsh says, but if a woman is an adult human female, and female can be defined as having a gender identity that, that is opposite of male, then technically the linguistic foundation has been purposefully shifted to fit a religious stance. Just a reminder that Noah Webster, most people don't realize, he was a Christian man who loved the Second Amendment and wrote the dictionary so Americans wouldn't spell, wouldn't spell like those uh, you know, sniveling Brits you know, across the pond. Of course, isn't, this isn't the first time Merriam-Webster has gone off the reservation. No. They exclude any mention of communism or crime on their Antifa entry. They change their colorblind entry to be woke. And they change the term anti-vax to include people who are against mandates. <laughs> so language changes, but these are ideological shifts in the perception of reality of self. Not just an update because the war has gone out of style or actually means something different to 95% of people. Uh, Matt Walsh says, never mind that trans activists have always insisted that sex and gender identity are two different things. If they can rewrite the dictionary, then they can certainly redefine their own made-up jargon as they please. Terry? Yes, the only thing I can say is what I tell about the devil. He does his job very well. And yeah. Merriam-Webster, you're doing your job very well to confuse people. Yeah. This, Jesse, we're living in a world that when we were kids, if someone told us they were going to redefine a, a, a woman to become something other than who she is, we would tell them, "Where you know, you, you need to go see a psychiatrist. You're 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 sick," and it's true. The world is sick, and this is why we have to proclaim loudly our faith right now. Just like Vin Scully did in front of five thousand people about marriage between a man and a woman at work. When someone talks to you about you know um, same-sex marriage, you know you can say, "You know, I'm, I don't buy that because." I go back to the original plan that God gave us because, you know, I want to do what God wants, not what I want. So I think you can even be that simple when you defend this position. But we need more of us to speak up because right now they're speaking up and they're getting it their way. Here's, here's what's sad, Terry. About 2% of the population claims to be transgender. Yeah, if that. Yeah, if, yeah, if that. I, don't, I think it's and that, less. And that's a high number. Exactly. Yeah, that's my point. And so... This this two percent, if that, they want to force everybody else to bow down to their woke language. I hear you. And and, and in this case, they want to redefine what is a woman. You know, even a two-year-old could understand what a woman is. A two-year-old will say, "A woman. It looks like my mommy." That's what a woman is. A woman is a big girl. That's what a woman is. But Terry, I'm telling you, as Dennis Prager says, and I, I, you have to go to college to say stupid things like this. You know, I, amen. He's, it's true. 
And this is a guy with a, you know, master's yeah, a bunch, in bunch of education. He has a bunch of degrees, yeah. Yeah. Right. But he knows what's going on because yeah. that's what they're doing to our yeah. children. Yeah. You have to go to college to buy into this nonsense. Yeah. Somebody who is a blue-collar Joe Sixpack guy will, will see right through this garbage and say, this is diabolical deception. This is diabolical disorientation. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jess. Well, this is good. And Jess, I just want to remind everybody, uh, you had just recovered from a relapse of the COVID-19. And <laughs> it took you how long? I just want to, because you've, you've got other issues with your health, but how long did it take you to recover from this relapse? Uh, a couple days? Three, three days. Yeah. My point uh, is, thank days, you for your prayers. Of, three days of ivermectin and yep. of people's prayers. There you go. And uh, I bounced back. Yep. When we come back, we're going to talk yep. about what the church teaches about funerals, for suicide victims, and much, much more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We're going to continue to fight the good fight in season and out here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. God love you. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Tough topic. Oh, you're not kidding. Funerals for suicide victims. I know somebody who knows a lot about no. this. His name's Terry Barber. Oh, Jess, come on. I just do a lot. Of, I do about, uh, what is it, um, 245 funerals a year. Yeah, that's a lot. But go ahead, Jess. Let's talk. I'd about say, and, I, and I'd say, when because I talk to you all the time, yeah. I'd say about a dozen, maybe uh, maybe more. Oh are, yeah, are suicide. Right? No, yeah, even more, Jesse. More I, than and, that, and, right? and you know what, Jesse? Most of the time, these funerals that come where there's suicide, they never talk about it. I get it from the mortuary people. Uh, sometimes the families don't even want to discuss it because I try to reach out when they're hurting, and this, you know, with the gospel to these people. Mm-hmm. This is my role. But but it's true. It's it's high. It's higher than you'd you'd think because um, higher than you you've ever seen before. Oh yeah, there's no here, question. Right? Oh yeah, the the mortuary guys have said the same thing to me. They've never seen so many suicides. Yeah, they've been in the and, business thirty years. Yeah, and, and and I'm sure it's happened. I'll tell you one. They can track it. They can track it when Fauci locked down the world and put people oh, in yeah. masks and started. You know the the. That's the when Chinese it happened. Un- they unleashed uh, the virus. Yep. And uh, people were forced to take jabs. Yep. This is when all this. Depression and and dis- despair and anxiety and suicide started occurring. And, and Jesse, let me jump in. Doctor yeah. Doctor French was on talking about this very thing that the collateral damage from the lockdown was far greater mm-hmm. than anybody dying from COVID nineteen. And this has to be brought out loud and clear. I think people don't realize it still that we overreacted. We did things that we never did before, and the cost was taking people's lives, their livelihood, depression. Uh, kids are still affected by this issue with the, with the um, masks mandates. So this is a big mess. And now, now we're having to deal with it right now. And let's talk about what the church actually teaches about that. Yeah. Yes. Father Reginald Martin wrote a short little a yeah. brief article on this. Yeah. He writes the following. He says this. St. John the Apostle writes in 1 John 4.10, mm-hmm. quote, In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us, close quote. God's love enables us to love God and then his creatures. Mm-hmm. We are the first of God's creatures we learn to love. Right. 
This is not mindless selfishness, but respect for God's creation. And the Catechism of the Catholic Church observes in paragraph 2264, quote, love towards oneself remains a fundamental principle of morality. Amen. That's an important point because a lot of people don't love themselves. And that's paragraph 2264 of the Catechism. Yes. Continue, Jess. Now, it's, it, he, uh, the Father quotes the Catechism again in yep. paragraph 2280. Right. It's, it, the Catechism says, However, we must remember our life is a gift given in trust. God expects us to give it back. Amen. The Catechism remarks, quote, We are stewards, not owners of the life God has entrusted to us. It is not ours to dispose of. Amen. Close quote, 2280. Yep. The, on, the only uh, exception it, it, to that would be uh, uh, where it says, it, it says uh, that the state, in Romans chapter 13, the state does have the power and authority from God mm-hmm. to mete out the death penalty in a just manner. That's the only exception to that. Right. And, and Father also quotes, the fifth commandment forbids all forms of murder, but we must leave to God's mercy the judgment of those who commit suicide. Thus, the Catechism teaches we should not despair of the eternal salvation of persons who have taken their own lives by ways known to him alone. God can provide the opportunity for the salutary repentance the church prays for persons who have taken their own lives, paragraph 2283. For this reason, the church no longer forbids funeral rites or burial of Catholics who have committed suicide. And just I remember the story of John Vianney, and I know you have too, about the woman who came to him and saying, oh my gosh, my, uh, my son jumped you know, to his death off a bridge, and I'm so distressed over it. Man, did he go to hell? And uh, John Vianney says, well, ma'am, I had an inspiration that your your son was able to ask for repentance before he hit the water on the way down, and he's in purgatory doing his purification. And so we don't know what happens to somebody because we don't know the circumstances, only God. But we do know that it's objectively a mortal sin to take your life. And I think that needs to be said because, Jesse, I've met people who said the only reason they didn't commit suicide, are you ready, Jess? They said this, I didn't want to offend God. That's a good reason, yeah. Jess. Yeah, imperfect contrition, yeah. but but at least they understood they got it. that it was a grave offense against God, exactly. and they were afraid of hell. Exactly. Yeah. They didn't do it out of love for God. No. They, they, didn't, they didn't take the life. It was imperfect, it, it, as you said. Yeah. Imperfect contrition. Yeah, they, they, took, yeah, they didn't do it because of their fear of hell, which is, yeah. that's... If that's the motivation, that hey, that's okay. There's also another section of the Catechism, yeah. which which uh, which is important to quote on, on this topic. Good. It's in twenty twenty two eighty three. Twenty two eighty two and twenty three. Twenty two eighty two and twenty two eighty three. It says twenty two eighty two. Grave psychological disturbances, anguish, yeah, or grave fear of hardship, suffering, or torture can diminish of course. the responsibility of the one committing suicide. In yeah. other words, to, mortal sin keeps you out of heaven. Venial sin does not. Venial sin wounds your relationship with God. It does not destroy your relationship with God. And so, if somebody has a diminished capacity to understand what they're doing, 
at, at that point, at that moment, in other words, let's just say the person has autism. Yeah. What we what we used to call Terry mental retardation. Right. Uh, or some other, you know, he's got uh, Parkinson's or something. Right. I, I just some type of diminished capacity in, in in the brain and the intellect where they don't understand what they're doing. Then, if they kill themselves, since they don't have full knowledge, it would it would go down to a venial sin. That's right. If it's a venial sin, they can still go to heaven. That's right. Yeah. The mortal sin keeps you out of heaven, not venial sin. Yep. So, so again, uh, I'll let God determine, you know, what it means to have grave psychological disturbances. Right. That's up to God. I'm not the judge. No. I'm just telling you what the church teaches. If you don't fully understand, if you don't have, if your head's not wrapped tight. Well, I'll tell you somebody, for example, Terry, yeah. you could see, you want to see in living color, somebody who has diminished capacity to think and reason. Look at the president of the United States. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you right now, Exhibit you want to see a classic example of somebody who has a diminished psychological a neurological capacity to think and reason. Look at the president. So, so I'm just saying, people in that that kill themselves and are in that condition, the catechism says it diminishes their responsibility. What that would mean, it would go from a mortal sin to a venial sin. Go ahead, Terry. No, that's a, you nailed it, Jesse. I'm just reading all the context. People are are texting me up and down right now about our topic on suicide. Many people in our families. Here, our big family on Virgin Most Powerful have had sons or daughters commit suicide. What I always say about anybody who died, Jesse, is have masses offered. Yes. Um, you know, I counsel a lot of folks who have funerals because they call me. Like, sometimes they just want to keep talking to me. And I spend a lot of time, you know, talking to them about what's the best thing to do for their dad or for their mom who died. And many people say, oh, well, just, you know, have them cremated throw their flowers out and their ashes into the ocean. And I have to go and tell them why they shouldn't do that. But the point of it is <coughs> many of them, excuse me, are just hurting and they need direction. And many of them were not going to have masses offered for the repose of their loved one <coughs> until I convinced them by catechizing them about what the mass is. And you see, Jesse, there's so much ignorance out there that I see <coughs> families coming yeah. for these funerals. They haven't been in a church in decades. They don't even know what to do when they go into the church. I hear rosaries being prayed, and you know, the, either sometimes I lead them or a deacon or a lay person leads them, and you don't get any response other than you're praying the rosary in front of you know sixty or eighty people. Mm-hmm. This is right. the this is what we're up against, and yeah. so I think that also plays into the suicide issue. As many people who are, are committing suicide have just not been given catechesis for, I'm going to blame myself, I'm going to blame my a church, I'm going to blame everybody, because many of these people don't know the meaning and purpose of life, and they go into occult things, they get into um, Ouija boards, all this stuff. Why? Because no one taught them the meaning and purpose of life. And unfortunately, Jesse, and I'll throw it right back to you, this is the mentality of our world right now. God is not part of the picture. Yeah. I'll tell you, if, if somebody in your family has died, yeah. has committed suicide, yeah. pray for them mm. every single day for the rest of your life. Exactly. Every day. Why? St. Padre Pio said, 
he said that our prayers, even though the person committed suicide and the person died 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 years ago, because God's outside of time. Well said. Yeah, that God will take our prayers in time. That's right. And God, God will retroactively take the graces from our prayers Don't and apply them. Yes, apply yes. them to the moment that the person was dying to give the person the grace of salvation, the grace of conversion. And so it, the, the Bible even references this is it, Isaiah sixty five twenty four. The Bible actually says this. Isaiah sixty five twenty four. It says this quote. God says, "Before they call." I will answer. While they are still speaking, I will hear. Close quote. Let me break this down. This is not complicated. No. Because God's outside of time. Isaiah 65, 24 just told us that God can answer, hear and answer prayers in real time and apply them to those in the past. That's powerful to know. Pretty simple. Yeah, but... In other words, God can apply your prayers retroactively. So if your family member who's already died, That's right. keep praying for his soul every day because God can apply our prayers to the moment of his death. Isaiah 65, 24. That's one of those gold mines what Jesse just talked about. Man, now a reaction is like a blank check. If Christ's name is on it, it has infinite value. Wow. Up next, Church Militant News. When we come back here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back. This is our Church Militant Update segment uh, we bring one somebody on from Church Militant. They tell us about the church's news, politics, and the culture wars. Today's host is James Fidua. Welcome, James. What do you have for us today? How's it going, Jesse? Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, hey, let me start tell, off. Let me tell you, in... you something real quick. I feel like yeah. I just got pun- I got feel like I just got punched in the stomach right now because we had the installation mass yesterday for Bishop Dolan, and uh, I heard his homily, and it's brutal. Wow. And all I, could say, all, I could, all I could say is, Phoenix, tighten up your seatbelts. We're, we're in for Mr. Toad's wild ride. Okay, that's it. I want to get off my chest. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah I want to I go over to the Netherlands uh, right now with the Dutch okay. farmers. They're, they're uh, experiencing some uh, hard things from the government right now. <clears throat> and um, we're going to show a video in evening news that I think will uh, really tug on people's heartstrings uh, for the Dutch farmers because the police have been really cracking down, totally peaceful. Uh, they're just, farmers are exercising their free speech. But th- this video, uh, there's some of the uh, the billy bats involved that they wield, and uh, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking to see that happening, uh, you know, just more government crackdowns. But, you know, I mean, this is this thing with free speech. Where, where's, where's free speech now? I, I thought we had the ability to speak freely on certain things, and that's all they're doing. But, uh, of course, we see this just brutal police takedown. So definitely stay tuned for that video in evening news tonight. James, you know, that, that pains me because I'm a retired cop. And, and, and I can tell you uh, there was a couple of times where I had to defy the direct orders of a supervisor. Oh, because wow. they, were, they were telling me to do something. 
that I knew was unlawful. And, and when I watch these videos of these cops, and some of these guys are veterans, they know better. And they're doing things like mind-numb robots and obeying unlawful orders from their supervisors. I ask myself, have you lost your mind? Have you lost your sense of decency and humanity? You're not a robot. You're not a machine. You're a human being. You're, you're, you're called to think and, yeah. and, and, and use your intellect. And you're, you're called to uphold the Constitution. It, it pains me to see this because so many of these cops, I think they're just... They're so intimidated by the globalists and by their yeah. woke by their woke chief of police and captains that uh, I mean if these guys tell them uh, give give them an unlawful order they'll do it without a second thought and and again as a Catholic as a Catholic your Catholic conscience preempts your badge uh huh yeah I know there was a case I think it was in, either in Canada or it was it was here in America where the uh, protesters against the, the vaccine mandates. We're talking to this cop, and, and the cop said, you know, at the end of the day, I'm with you guys. I'm, I'm for your uh, freedom to choose what, you know, medicines you don't and, and get. <clears throat> but he said, at the, at the end of the day, these guys pay my bills. So I got I to do what they tell me to do. Uh, but, yeah, so it's, it's, it's sad to see that these, these guys are just so, yeah, like you said, intimidated by their, uh, by their superiors into doing this stuff. Uh. Lord help us. Okay, yeah. what else do you got going? Well, uh, down in Nicaragua, um, the uh, Ortega regime down there is really cracking down on the Catholic Church, and we've reported on him before. He uh, sort of sort of touts his um, quote unquote Catholic faith uh, when it's convenient, of course, when it gets him into office. But at the end of the day, he really goes after the Catholic Church. Um, and, and we've done some reports on the, uh, the anti-Catholic attacks on churches and on Catholics themselves have really been ramping up since the uh, civil unrest in that country has, has taken off. But uh, this, the story we have for tonight is their, their latest attack on a, uh, a Catholic radio station. Uh, so they stormed in there and just started taking, taking the place apart. Uh, so, I mean, but they, they're smart. They know that the media reaches people. So they're they're taking it out the Catholic media there. Yeah, and um, you, I'm glad you guys are in Doctor Nicaragua because you guys would be the first pe- pe- the first uh, apostolate to be visited by uh, Daniel Ortega. Yeah, he, he, would, he would he would definitely. He would I, was, definitely I was just about to say if if we were down there, we would definitely be <laughs> taken out long before I before I came probably. But uh, yeah, you know, again, all these fake Catholics. You know, like Daniel Ortega, Joe Biden. I mean, the list goes on. Fauci. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a saying. Uh, it was from Pope St. Pius V. He said, all the evils of the world are due to lukewarm Catholics. You know, when you look at everything bad happening in the world, you can see a lukewarm Catholic behind that. The yeah. uh, Again, you know, the... Uh, the, the, all the New World Order, the globalist, uh, the Democrat Party, uh, the, the, everything bad happening, the Vatican. There's yeah. a lukewarm Catholic behind it. And uh, again, we're, the rest of us are, are, are paying a price for it because yeah. Jesus Christ told us, and it's very clear, because you're lukewarm, because you're neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. And a lot of these people are in for a surprise, surprise. And, and I tell my wife all the time, when I look at a lot of these people, Ortega, Biden, 
Fauci. I, I said, this guy's an old man. He's older than me. He's got one foot in a banana peel. This guy's about to die and see Jesus and be judged. This guy's on his way to hell. What's he thinking? Is he going to take his money with him and his fame and popularity? I mean, as St. Paul told the Galatians, who has bewitched you foolish Galatians? What are these guys thinking that they're going to live forever? They're old men. They're about to die. Yeah. Uh, again, I think I just, they've, they've lost any supernatural uh, f- faith that they've once had. Oh, yeah. They, I guess they must think again like that yeah. universal salvation. Hey, you know what? We all die. And we all go to this one happy place somewhere. Yeah, they're right? taking on the Bishop Barron approach there. But but Jesse, that, that kind of leads into the, the third story I want to mention in Ireland. There's a uh, um, an archbishop there warning the faithful, hey, you know, we're, we're seeing a massive decline in Ireland of Catholics, people becoming Catholic. So you, you have to be ready for, you know, your priest might be getting old. And once he leaves, you might not have another priest to, to replace him after that. Or, or churches might be closing. You might not be able to, uh, you know, readily go to the sacraments and go to confession. So, but he, he's, he's, he's warning the faithful with that, but he's telling them also, uh, you know, don't give up, don't lose heart, keep uh, keep praying and keep fighting, really, which I, I think is is the message that we're pushing here uh, a lot on pretty much every single show. You know, it's it's important for people to, you know, get involved. Like like you said, Jesse. I mean, in, in the in the Vatican, in politics, in pretty much every aspect of society, there's just if there's Catholics at all, there's they're lukewarm Catholics, and they're not doing what they need to do to uh, you know, keep the Catholic faith moving in the direction it should be and keep the, the, our country moving in the direction it should be. So uh, it's, it's, as, as uh, uh, Archbishop Fulton Sheen said, it's up to the laity to pick up that slack. And while you guys are doing a yeoman's job, James, you guys every night, uh, you guys, I tune you in, me and my wife, uh, you guys are blessed, bless you in the living room and in the big screen. Um, you, guys are, you guys are moving the needle uh, because you're right, so. scandal... Scandal destroys the faith of of, of the little ones, mm-hmm. and, and scandal also undermines the moral authority of the Catholic Church. And uh, you know, you guys are you guys are on the right side of the issues on everything. Hey, let me ask you another question that's not not on the topic. A lot of people, uh, and, uh, we had primaries last night, yeah. and you had a lot of mega Republicans versus Rhino Republicans, yeah, um, in different states. As far as you know, did the MAGA Republicans do better last night, yesterday, than the Rhino Republicans in terms of winning, uh, winning the vote? From what I've heard, yes. I think the, the, uh, the, the MAGA side, as you put it, uh, definitely came out on top, more on top. Uh, and and we'll, have, we'll have more on that. We'll have our uh, political analyst, Jim Ellis, who's uh, very, very wise and all this stuff. And he'll break down the numbers and what happened and who won Excellent. and and everything like that. But from what I, from what I've read, I think, yes, the, the MAGA side definitely, definitely won. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, well, you guys will probably let us know tonight. There still seems to be election or, or election or voting issues in several, several counties Yeah, that are having problems uh, with their, with, with the, you know, get how, how counting their votes. So that isn't fully taken care of yet. Again, this is probably the, the, the fingerprints of George Soros or uh, Mark Zuckerberg, because I know even here in Arizona, uh, they said that two counties are a mess. Pima County, Pinnell County are yes. a mess in terms of 
counting the votes, and they're not even big counties. They should have counted. They should have wrapped it up by ten o'clock last night. And there's a lot of confusion there. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it's not over yet. We're still fighting this election integrity. Yeah, no, definitely. This is, this is an ongoing battle. I know uh, we've interviewed people like um, <clears throat> uh, Wendy Rogers uh, from Arizona and Mark Fincham, uh, who won, are, are definitely on the forefront yeah. of this, and uh, they're they're rock stars when it comes to fighting for election integrity. So yeah, we need definitely more people like them fighting. Mark Fincham won. Did did Wendy Rogers win? Um, I, I know Mark. I believe did. she did. I, I'll have to double check on that, but oh, I, I believe hope, so. I hope she did. Well, I'll, I'll I find hope she did right too. <laughs> yeah, because both of them, both of them are, uh, yeah, they're warriors when it comes to election integrity. They're, they're, they're as good as they come. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. James, and well, faithful Catholics too. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Uh, again, you know, it's funny. Uh, I, I find in the country when you have a faithful Catholic, you you see them doing things that exemplify heroic virtue. When you see a lukewarm Catholic, you see them causing scandal and undermining the authority of the church. I mean, it's funny. There's two extremes in politics. You either got a good Catholic that's tracking towards heaven and that's doing good for the common good and Mm -hmm. promoting goodness, beauty, and truth, or you have this, this lukewarm Catholic that is just, they're like a neutron bomb that goes off in the church and they're just decimating people. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I want to just plug real quick, if I could, the uh, yeah. our, our call to action convention at the, at the end of August. You know, Mark Fincham, who I just mentioned, is going to be there. Uh, Terry Barber is also going to be there, your your co-host. So I, that'll give people, I think, the uh, just the the tools to sort of fight all these these fake Catholics and these rhinos in office and in the church. So definitely crucial for them to sign up for that because it's not just going to be you know listen to a bunch of speeches and rah rah it's, it's going to be okay this is what you do to fight this stuff this is how you do it so now go and do it so i think that's amen definitely a good thing to sign up for james thanks brother thanks for coming on god bless you guys god bless church Milton. keep fighting the good fight of faith we'll do uh keep on doing what you guys do best see you next Thank week you, god bless you see you next week bye well that's a wrap terry and jesse show uh up next, you're going to hear uh, Bible with the Barbers. Hope you enjoyed the program today. Remember, if you like what you hear, then uh, get the word out. Let people know about the show. You can support the show by, by sending people the link at vmpr.org. And you can also find us on social media at VMPR Radio or a YouTube channel, Full Sheen Ahead. Share us with your friends and evangelize everyone you love. God bless you. Keep the faith. Live in a state of grace. Don't live in a state of moral sin. Pray your rosary every single day. Pray your... Uh, Read your Bible every day and go to Mass as often as possible.